Welcome into the quest for number nine podcast. My name is Seth Warner and I'm here to show you Kentucky basketball from a fan's perspective. Today we will be recapping Kentucky's thrilling win over Mississippi State. It was 91 to 89 and this was a thrilling game where Kentucky was down by 13 at one point in the second half and it was a miracle shot by Reed Shepard in the lane, a floater that gave Kentucky the win over Mississippi State. This now moves Kentucky to 20 and 8 on the year, 10 and 5 in conference. And this now moves Mississippi State 19 and 9 overall and 8 and 7 in conference. This was a very thrilling game for Kentucky like I was saying, where Reed Shepard went off for 32 points and he was just our main guy for most of this game where he had a large chunk of his points in the second half, but still he had several threes in the first half that kept Kentucky in it with his 32 points and he was able to get anything he wanted at certain points he was four for seven at three he had multiple of those when Kentucky kind of got in trouble where he just hit deep threes after deep threes one of them was after DJ Wagner kind of got in a little bit of trouble when he was driving and he kind of got stuck he kicked it out to Reed and it was probably three steps behind the three-point line and just swished it he played really well. Him and Antonio Reeves were our two leading scorers with Antonio Reeves having 21 points and him having 32 points. And they combined for most of our points overall. Him, Adu, and DJ Wagner were our three or four scorers in double figures. DJ Wagner had 10 points with four assists and a steal and one rebound on pretty good efficiency with 3 for 5 from the field and 2 for 4 from 3 in 28 minutes. He was very efficient overall and did some good things defensively and offensively. And then the other guy that was in double figures was Adu Thierro. In his 26 minutes, he was 5 for 9, 1 for 4 from 3, and 3 rebounds with 2 steals and 11 points. He just did a little bit of everything. He had quite a few lobs and did a really good job of that. Like I was saying with Reed, is whenever Kentucky's offense became static, he was really the guy that got us out of that and gave us a bucket when we were in trouble or when the offense was not looking great. Going on to Mississippi State, one thing they did really well is they shot the ball really well. They shot at 51% from the field and 44% from three and 70% from the free throw line. And they really shot the three ball well in the first half. They shot almost 50% from three-point range. Comparative, Kentucky shot 33% from three. And comparative to their 51, Kentucky actually shot better from the field when Kentucky shot 55%. And then probably one of the big crucial parts were free throws in this game where Mississippi State shot 70% from the line and Kentucky shot 88 where Kentucky did not miss a free throw in the second half where they were 15 of 17, but they were 9 for 9 in the second half. And Mississippi State was 12 of 17 overall from free throws. Um, they did a good job, better than they usually do, making free throws in the clutch. But still, they missed a few crucial free throws that could have extended their lead. And overall, I thought Kentucky just did a good job of staying in there and hanging in there. It felt like they had a bigger lead than they had. But Kentucky was able to dig out of a 13-point de deficit that we didn't take the lead till. Four or five minutes left in the game. But we kept on cutting the lead, cutting the lead. And it never grew back to 13 in the second half. 
we didn't do it all in one run. We would cut it to six and then cut it to four. It was about a four-point game with four minutes left. And Kentucky actually was up eight with one minute left. But we gave up a few buckets and got a little loose with the ball. But we were still able to come out with the win at the end. But we still struggled with some of the boards where we had 27 rebounds comparative to Mississippi State's 34. Several times we just got bodied. Vladimir Visage, Big Z, he played quite a bit. He played 21 minutes and he got bodied several times by their big guys, Tolu Smith and some of their other bigs. And they just kind of struggled to get position. They had several offensive rebounds. But actually, Kentucky had three more second chance points than Mississippi State did. And this is a big deal for Kentucky because we've struggled when we're down, especially because this is not a good defensive team because you rely on your defense more when you're down multiple scores because you have to get stops. And Kentucky was able to get stops when they had to, and their offense started to generate points. And overall, I thought Kentucky did a good job of not turning the ball over too much. They had 10 turnovers in the comparative of Mississippi State's 15. But I thought Kentucky did a good job of creating live ball turnovers, actually, too. They had several steals. They had nine steals. And over the last, like, three or four games, Kentucky's have actually been averaging nine steals a game. And that would actually lead the SEC. And one of the other kind of sections we dominated was blocks. Comparative to Mississippi State's zero blocks, we had seven. And we were really able to control that portion of the game and made it hard for them to finish at times. And especially because they have a smaller guard, Herbert. He had 34 points, but still, he had he had to do it in 24 shots. He made 11 of his 24 and was 7 for 14. But we still were able to create deflections, make it hard on him, because he's only 5'10". And some of, like I was saying in the preview, some of our long athletic defenders be disruptive on him. And we made him take a lot of shots to get to that 34-point mark, where Reed Shepard got to 32, but on 14 shots, where he got on 24. And Hubbard was 7 for 14 from 3, and 5 for 6 from the free throw line. And they were really dominant at times in the post. But I thought we still did better than what we had been doing, especially in that Gonzaga game. We were able to push them out and push position. But the main thing that we struggled with with our bigs were offensive rebounds. Something we don't do well, it doesn't matter who it is. If it's Justin, if it's a Dew, whoever whoever's playing the four, especially in the last few games I've noticed it, is... When the big guy goes to block the shot, no one tags the other big guy because he's probably the guy that's going to be going after the rebound. The other guy is usually in the corner or wherever. You have to shift over and get in front of him and push him out. You can't just kind of tap him a little bit and try to get him out of the way. You have to actually put your body on him and push him out of the area. And we gave up quite a few a few buckets so they could stay in it when it was like a two to three point game. And that was kind of a crucial point where Kentucky could have gone on a bigger run and got it even higher than eight, or we gave up some offensive rebound and it stayed within that one to point range instead of our lead 
starting earlier, and then at the end we turned over and we have a little bit more cushion than we had only eight point cushion instead of having maybe a 13 point cushion when we had give up offensive rebounds and some of those things and we were able to get when Kentucky first was really climbing back and was within one we were able to get a few stops and Rob Dillingham made the three that put us up one and then we came back made another basket put up three and then we gave up an offensive rebound that cut it to one if we get that we go score and then if we clean up some of that, our lead might be bigger than an eight. And this game might have not came down to a one-possession game. And Kentucky executed well on the offensive end at times. I felt like it kind of got stagnant a little bit just because I felt like Z is not much of a physical presence as Ugo is. And he was struggling to shoot the three ball. And he wasn't efficient, but he was efficient blocking shots and doing some of those things and overall I thought Kentucky played well especially in the second half where we shot like 60% from the field but overall Kentucky just needs to be able to finish in contested environments that's something we struggled with a little bit is when we get stopped and there's multiple bodies we struggle to get into the paint and finish over length at times but I thought Antonio Reeves started to get hot at the end and allowed us to extend our lead and allowed us to stay with them and have an advantage. And overall, this Kentucky team just needs to keep on building and we have two lesser competition games coming up. We just need to execute and show that we're the more talented team. And this is very important. This was a very important game because of SEC standings. Now Kentucky still has the chance to make it to where everyone have a chance to split the SEC and and have a chance, like I was saying, to split the SEC with Tennessee probably and have a chance to make a true run in the SEC tournament, maybe get a two seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe, maybe a three seed. We could be anywhere between a three to five seed in the NCAA tournament, two to five seed in the NCAA tournament. Just depends on what we do in the next two to three weeks. And we just need to be able to execute, play to our strengths, and not be scared of the physicality. In Kentucky's next game, we'll be playing Mississippi State. In Kentucky's next game, we'll be playing Arkansas. Arkansas, we've played before at Arkansas. It was kind of a contested game. But Bud Walton Arena is where Arkansas plays. It's very hard to play. But Arkansas is coming off a very hard loss against Vanderbilt and it was like a three-point game but before the season Arkansas had very high expectations they were a preseason top 15 team in the country and they just haven't met the expectations of what their goals were and one of the big reasons was Trevin Brazil has kind of been a letdown this year but one of the other things is he's been hurt he's played 21 games this year and He's dealt with lots of injuries over his career because last year he only played nine games before he was tearing his ACL. And he's only been averaging eight points and six rebounds. And this Arkansas team has just kind of struggled on offense and defense. And they've had lots of turnover. One of their better players actually quit the team right before the last time Kentucky played Arkansas. And 
Arkansas has been averaging 75.9 points per game and 77.9 points allowed. They've actually been allowing more points than they score a game. And Kentucky's been averaging 88.8 points per game, allowing 78.3. But you see Kentucky gives up a little bit more than Arkansas does, but we score about 13 more points a game than Arkansas does. Arkansas has some good guards and offense, and they're a very scrappy team. They're a team of a lot of transfers, and they were one of the big portal teams in the offseason. When it comes down to field goal percentage, Kentucky's been averaging 49.5 from the field, and Arkansas has been averaging 44.3 field goal percentage. And then when it comes down to rebounding, that's been a really big difference for Kentucky this year, is they've been averaging 37.5, Kentucky has, and Arkansas has been averaging 34.9 rebounds per game. And for assists, Kentucky has quite a bit of edge on Arkansas. Kentucky is one of those teams that is sometimes up and down on assists, just depends on the game. Because we might have one guy hot, and he, like Rob, might be going to a little bit more ISO than usual. But sometimes Kentucky can get into the upper 20s, mid-20s on assists. But on the year, they've been averaging 17.3 assists per game, and Arkansas has been averaging 11.5. And blocks, these are two of the best teams in the country when it comes down to blocks per game. Kentucky's second in the country in blocks, and Arkansas is fourth, with Kentucky averaging 6.3 blocks per game, and Arkansas averaging 6 blocks a game. And you could very much see that in the first time Kentucky played Arkansas. There were a lot of block shots at the rim, and it was very hard to finish against some of these teams, against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And Arkansas is 14-14 and 14 right now, is very much not an NCAA tournament team, and this could potentially be a quad three loss for Kentucky. Kentucky just needs to stand hard in what they've been doing and be consistent. That's one of the downsides of having such a young team. We've been kind of inconsistent at times, but you see the high ceiling and sometimes the low floor of this Kentucky team. And let's see if Antonio Reeves can add an, another game to his streak of averaging 20 points per game. He's actually getting really close to averaging 20 points per game. He's averaging 19.9 points per game. And he's kind of one of those guys you don't hear about from the national media, but he just brings consistency every single night of going to get a bucket and doing the little things like being really efficient and he's improved as a rebounder and a playmaker. He's very important in this game because he's that guy that sets the tone of how we're going to play. And Arkansas, they have a lot of different guys just because they have a lot of transfers. They've had a lot of inconsistency this game, but Tremon Mark is their leading scorer. He's been averaging 17 points per game with four rebounds, one assist on 49% from the field, 38% from three. Overall, this Arkansas team isn't a very good three-point shooting team, but they got a little bit hot the last time Kentucky played Arkansas, and we just need to make sure we contest hard, but don't leave your feet when you're contesting them. We don't want them to get hot from three, but we still don't want to give leave our feet and give up layups. And 
Kentucky just needs to play to their standard and understand who is the strengths and weaknesses of this team and execute on both ends and work on communication and being active with their hands, especially with our big guys because especially in the Alabama game, Alabama loves to lob it over the top, and I don't know if other teams will see that and try to attack that. But that's one thing our big guys need to do because we don't have a six eight, six nine big guy. Our guys are seven feet. They have long arms. Um, we need to disrupt some of those passing lanes. And those bounce passes, they need to keep their hands active, kinda like Reed Shepard does. He's great about that, keeping his hands active. That's something our big guys need to do in the pick and roll and understand where they are on the floor. And we need to keep consistency with our big guys, knowing where they need to be. It feels like they get lost. And Kentucky, for the ESPN BPI, it's a 93.1% chance of winning. It's a 6.9% chance Arkansas will win. This is at home for the Wildcats. And let's see if Kentucky can keep up their hot streak. And right now, one and a half game behind in the standings for the SEC and like I was saying earlier Kentucky still has a chance to potentially tie for the SEC regular season title and right now they're one and a half games but they're technically two Alabama and Tennessee both play tonight on Wednesday and let's see if some of that can go Kentucky's way to give them a true chance to potentially tie or win the SEC outright. I think it's less likely for us to win outright, but I think there's a chance, for, a better chance for us to get a share of the SEC title. And Kentucky just needs to keep on building defensively and integrate Trey Mitchell back into the game. These two teams that we're playing, like I was saying, coming up aren't the most competitive, but we need to get everybody a little bit of experience and make sure everyone's comfortable to where we have our big test going into Knoxville for the Wildcats. My prediction for this game for the Wildcats is 89-78. to 78. I think Kentucky will win by about 11, and they'll create some separation and be able to dominate in the beginning, but we'll give up the lead at the end. A little bit. They'll try to come back. We'll be up about 15. And then they'll come back. Get a few buckets at the end. And cut it down to about 11. That's all from the Quest for Number 9 podcast. If you're watching on YouTube. Please subscribe. Or if you're watching on podcast. Please leave me a review. And see you next time.